Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. That, in a nutshell, is what Kwabna Otaba Kaguano is saying in and why you must read this book. If you leave here tonight remembering only three words, let these be those words. Emancipation, explanation, education. Each of these words is a way in which Kaguano showed that he can do anything better than you. Take emancipation. William Wilberforce, Kaguano's contemporary, argued for the abolition of the slave trade. This was enacted in 1807. By contrast, as early as 1787, Kaguano argued for, quote, a total abolition and an universal emancipation of slaves and the enfranchisement of all the black people employed in the culture of the colonies, taking place as it ought to do. And without any hesitation or delay for a moment, even though it might have some seeming appearance of loss either to government or to individuals. Now take explanation. Like most abolitionists in 18th century Britain, Wilberforce argued that Negro slavery was wrong because it caused pain. This was not the tack taken by Caguano, who argued that Negro slavery was wrong because it, quote, robbed him of himself, unquote. Caguano believed that he owned himself. He drew upon the philosophy of John Locke, who a century before had asserted that, quote, every man has a property in his own person. This nobody has any right to but himself, unquote. Yet even the abolitionists didn't agree with Caguano. When in 1834, they finally enacted emancipation, they also enacted compensation. 16.5 billion pounds in today's money not for the enslaved, but for the enslavers, whom the abolitionists still considered to be owners of persons like Kuguano. Indeed, even John Locke once wrote that, quote, every free man of Carolina shall have absolute power and authority over his Negro slaves, unquote. Finally, take education. Quote, the author further proposes to open a school for such of his complexion as are desirous of being acquainted with the knowledge of the Christian religion and of the laws of civilization, unquote. Why did Caguano think that persons racialized as black in Britain need their own school in London? Quote, his sole motivation for these undertakings are that he finds several of his countrymen here in England who have been deprived of every blessing of the Christian knowledge by their various masters and mistresses." Caguano's countrymen here in England continue to be deprived 
of knowledge by schools such as UCL. On the one hand, students racialized as black in Britain don't tend to get into UCL. Only 3.3% of the national population is racialized as black. Perhaps then UCL should take heart that its student population is uh, racialized as black as recorded in 2011 stands at 3.1%. Not so fast. Only 2.1% of UCL's student population is domiciled like Caguano in the UK, and as London's global university, we really ought to be aiming to match London's population racialized as black, namely 11.2%. In fact, UCL does not generally restrict itself to matching national or local populations. For instance, only 7.5% of the national population is racialized as Asian, uh, but UCL's student population racialized as Asian stands at 31.8%. On the other hand, even when they are good enough to get into UCL, they don't get on in UCL. Consider the final percentage score which forms the basis of degree classification. Between 2011 and 2013, the mean percentage score of students racialized as white at UCL was 66.3%. Of students racialized as South Asian, 65.1%. Of students racialized as Chinese, 64.6%. But of students racialized as black, 63%. The emancipation of persons of African diasporic peoples in Britain will be achieved only by means of education. However, the education that the white-dominated academy offers them is replete with white-dominated explanations of the natural and social world. We are not well served, says Kuguano by your schools. Your schools must shape up, or we must set up our own. <laughs>